Hey guys, this is Pastor Mark Warren from Church at the Crossroads. Thank you for checking out our podcast. My prayer is that you're encouraged and challenged as you hear, understand, and obey God's Word today. I'm excited about this message today because it really deals with something that I've given a lot of thought to, and maybe you have as well. When 9-11 occurred, you know, I thought through that. Where were you on September 11th? I was in a classroom, and I was teaching, and I was in a tra- uh, teaching in a trailer. The school had a couple of trailers, and I was in one of those trailers. And the other teacher that was adjoined to the trailer came over, and she started saying stuff, and she was just mumbling and going on, and all I heard was, it's on the TV in the office. So rather than trying to interpret, because I don't have the gift of interpretation, <laughs> so I went to the office, and I see this, you know, the tower on fire and everything going on, and it, it has been life-changing for us as a country. And you have to ask yourself, why would somebody kill themselves for their faith? You know, and I've thought about this. Christianity is not a religion of suicide bombers. Christianity is a religion of martyrs. Men and women have died for their faith. Men and women have been put to death for their faith because Christianity is a religion of courage, a religion of conviction. I believe, therefore, I'm willing to risk my life for my faith. I believe, therefore, I am willing to share the gospel even when people say you cannot share the gospel. But I'm not insane. A religion of suicide bombers is insanity. It's absolute insanity. God made us with a mind. And to think that that would validate truth, that we would have to kill ourselves to validate our truth, is insanity. That's a cult. That's not truth. Truth is, I believe in this so much and I have a conviction and I am going to live out my faith and I'm not going to be controlled by the government. Insanity is, I'm going to drive a plane into a building and think that that will somehow validate my faith. So this crown of life that we look at in the book of James is going to address this question. And when somebody comes to Christ, when somebody gives their life to Jesus Christ, I remember my pastor growing up used to say when a person would come forward and receive Christ, not that you have to come forward to receive Christ. You can pray to receive Christ and surrender your life to Christ in your home. You can do it on a walk. But many times people will come and do a public declaration of their faith. He used to say, time and the devil will tell if they meant what they said. In life tests our commitment. Life tests whether or not we truly believe. While trials can lead to spiritual maturity and the challenges of life can demonstrate our faith, they also lead us into temptations. The trials that we go to, go through in life can lead us into temptation. And James describes the process 
what it means to remain faithful to Christ during trials. So that even if our faith called on us to take a stand where it was life or death, it would be shown to be true. And the Bible says that this is those that receive the crown of life. People who are willing to live the Christian life and that even through trials, even with temptation, that their faith demonstrates that they truly love God. Let's pray as we get ready to look into uh, God's Word that God would teach us through the Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank You for Your Word. Lord, we thank You that our faith is a faith that requires courage and conviction, Lord. But God, our, our faith is not a religion of insanity. God, that we trust You with our life. We seek to do what is right, Lord. We seek to use wisdom to share Your Word and to reach as many people as possible and to somehow obtain to the eternal life that you promised us, to stand in your presence and hear those precious words, well done, good and faithful servant. God, I pray for each person here that it would be our purpose and the aim of our life to complete our course, to complete our assignment with you in such a way that one day when we stand before you, we would hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And we're in James chapter 1, verse 12, and it says, Blessed is the man who preserves under trial, for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. What is the crown of life? The Bible says in Revelation, this is written to the letter, uh, the church at Sperna, it says, do not fear what you're about to suffer. In the world, there's suffering. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you in prison so that you will be tested and you will have tribulation for 10 days. But be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. Our faith is tested. When you say, I want to follow Christ, when you surrender your life to Christ, your, your faith will be tested. There will be challenges. There will be temptations. In the world, Jesus said, you will have tribulation. There are going to be things that tempt you to pull away from your faith. You're not going to be able to control every circumstance. You're not going to be able to control every person that comes into your life. And some people in circumstances are going to challenge you. And you're going to have to ask that question, do I truly believe? If there is a weakness in our faith, if there are doubts, if we are not fully convinced, life can expose that unbelief. And we'll make choices. You know, I've gotten a lot of criticism over the years for standing for people that made mistakes, for loving people that were not perfect. And, and you know how I justify that? Judas. Judas. Jesus loved Judas. So when I believe in somebody that other people don't believe in, I just say, look at Judas. Jesus loved Judas and gave Judas every chance in the world to live for him. Christianity is a religion of grace, a religion of compassion and mercy. And as we serve Christ... We're going to serve alongside people 
that we can't control the choices they make. But what are we called to do? We're called to love them. We're called to encourage them. And we go into battle, into spiritual battle, because the only way to live this Christian life is to pick up your sword and attack the world. If we set back and simply try to maintain where we're at spiritually, it, it doesn't work. We grow and we survive and we finish our course when we fight for our faith, when we engage the culture and we don't back down. If we're simply trying to get by and to not cause waves, to somehow get underneath the radar and not go noticed in this world, not to ruffle feathers, the challenges the enemy will take more and more ground the enemy will be more and more in our face. We have to take a stand for what we believe. We have to have the courage to stand up to the enemy and not to back down. The crown of life is given to those who complete the spiritual journey of life and remain faithful to Christ despite trials and temptation. It's not a crown for perfect people. You and I are not perfect. The Bible says, as anyone claims to be without sin, he is a liar. We make mistakes, and we're going to make mistakes in life. But it's a big difference between making mistakes and turning from your faith. Some people, and you might know people like this, they come to Christ, we think. They make a decision to follow Christ. They start their journey but at some point in time, they give in to temptation. They forsake Christ, they reject Christ, and they turn around. There's people publicly who will stand up and say, they'll put it on social media, they'll put it out there, that they no longer are a Christian, that they no longer are a follower of Christ. These are those who depart from the faith. These are not those who make mistakes, who fail. Because the Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us for all unrighteousness. In living the Christian faith, you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to be perfect. But the goal is, is that we would finish our course, that we would start this journey, that we would follow Christ with our whole heart, that we would fight temptation, that we would endure trials and tribulation, and that we would come to the end of our days being closer to Christ, being more mature spiritually, and being just as in love with Jesus as when we first began. That is the goal. That is the thing that drives me when I get up in the morning. That is my focus, that I want to complete my course. you know. And my prayer is that each person in here would be focused on completing their course to do what God has called them to do, to remain faithful no matter what life throws at them. Because I don't know what temptations, I don't know what trials you're going to have to walk through. You know, I can't control everything. You know, as, as a father, I want to protect my children from any challenge. As many of you other guys in here as dads, you know, you're trying to protect your family. And as ladies, you're trying to protect your family. But we're not always able to do that. Our faith in life is tested. So how do we remain faithful? 
What is the difference between a trial and a temptation? A trial is a circumstance. A trial is something you go through. It's neither good nor bad. A temptation is a desire that we have that is trying to prompt us to sin against God. A temptation is something that is trying to draw us away from God. uh, James says in verse 13, No one is to say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. God did not create evil, we said this last week, and God does not tempt us to sin. God created us with a free will. And by our own free will, we have sinned against Him. And because of that, we are out of relationship with Christ and out of relationship with God. And we come to God through Christ and surrender our life to Him. We receive the Holy Spirit. And now, even as a believer, we still face temptations. Each one is tempted. You and I are tempted when we're carried away and enticed, deceived by our own lust, our own desires. We have weaknesses. We have tendencies. And when those weaknesses and those tendencies kind of come together with the trials and circumstances that we're going through, in our weakness, we give in to our flesh. And the goal of the Christian life is to grow and to become stronger. Now, most of us, and I've said this before, most of us are not tempted to go rob banks because we're strong enough. We're strong enough to resist. Now, we would all love a million dollars, but we're not so desiring that million dollars that we're going to risk spending time in jail, risk losing our life to go rob a bank. But do you know there are some people who legitimately are tempted to rob banks? There's some people who have that temptation. The only difference between someone who would give in to that temptation and someone who, who would not give in to that temptation is you are strong in that particular area. And every temptation is the same. We all have different temptations. And those temptations fight us in, if we push back and grow spiritually and grow in that area some of the weaknesses that we have today can become strengths in the future. And we can be tempted by less and less things. When we are tempted, we are tempted because even as a follower of Christ, we fight pride and selfishness. Those things don't leave us when we become a Christian. We're simply given the Holy Spirit that enables us to overcome these temptations. We're given the Word of God and spiritual understanding of the Bible so that we're no longer deceived, that we understand truth. But even though we understand truth, we still have to walk and overcome the human weakness that's attached to these understandings. The Bible says when lust is conceived and gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's run its course, brings forth death, spiritual death. Do not be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variance or shifting shadow. In the exercise of his free will, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would be kind of first fruits among his creations. 
We are given spiritual life through Christ. God is good and desires that all men and women be saved and to remain faithful throughout life. It is not God's will for any to perish. It's not God's will for you to struggle as a Christian and turn back. It is God's will. It is God's desire. It is according to God's nature for you and I to grow spiritually, to mature, and to stand before Him one day and hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. That's God's will. The Bible says that no temptation has overtaken you except something that is common to mankind. And God is faithful so that he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also that's so you will be able to endure it. Every trial that comes into your life has the potential to develop you spiritually. Every circumstance, every person that you come in contact with, God can use that to help you to grow spiritually. The enemy wants to tempt you through that. But with every temptation, God has given you the strength through the Holy Spirit living inside of you, through the Word of God, through your relationship with Christ. God has given you the strength to resist and overcome that temptation and to therefore grow stronger spiritually and to be able to help other people. So when that doesn't happen, God doesn't want you to give up. God doesn't want you to throw in the towel and quit. God wants you to ask Him to forgive you and simply to regather your strength, get back on the course, and continue to journey. I don't know that's why that's so challenging for us as believers. You know, we seem like we're all or nothing people, that we're fully for Christ, we're committed to Christ. And how many of you have seen somebody come to Christ and they're just excited, they're fired up, they're ready to go, they're ready to take on the world, and then you see that person six months later or two years later and they've lost focus? How does that happen? You know, we, we give up. God doesn't want us to give up. When we fail, it's a reminder that we need to humble ourselves. We need to trust Christ. You know, it takes time to grow spiritually. Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, let him take up his cross daily and follow me. It is a process. You can't come down here and shout and scream loud enough to be complete and mature spiritually. It takes 10, 20, 30 years sometimes. Now, this might motivate you. It might be a pep rally. You know, somebody praying for you, somebody encouraging you can kind of push you along. But the process of becoming a mature person spiritually, the process of obtaining a crown of life where you stand before God and you have achieved his purpose in your life. And the Bible says this is doable. This is obtainable. There are men and women who complete their course, and they stand before God, and God says, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, God desires for you and I to complete the Christian life, 
You don't have to be someone on stage. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be a musician. You have to be a follower of Christ. Simply to follow Christ is all you need. And you want to, the time you have in life is short. You want to, if you believe, if you're a follower of Christ, you don't want to live in defeat. You want to live the Christian life and accomplish what God has for you. What is that? What does he have for you? It varies. We have different abilities, different gifts, different desires. The things that God puts in your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. What you do is between you and the Lord. The church is here to support you and encourage you. There are men and women who do all types of things for Jesus. And I want you to be part of those things and to do the things that God has called you to do without getting distracted or defeated or sidelined by temptations that we all have, that we all experience. There's not a person in this room without human weakness. We are flesh and blood. We have weaknesses. Our goal here is to encourage you and strengthen you and teach from the Word of God and to build you up so that you can say no to things that are not what you want to do and accomplish the things for God that you want to do. How do we finish the Christian life and receive the crown of life for remaining faithful to Christ? How do we actually do this? There's a couple things. Number one, maybe the most important one, if you miss everything else, as I've listened and I stand before God and listen to the Holy Spirit, the message is so clear that the trials and temptations of life are to be taken on through praise and confidence and worship and determination. Not, well, let's see what happens. We're going to shout it from the rooftops. We're going to be overcomers. We're going to stand in faith. And to do that, the first thing we need to do is stop blaming God and others for our sin. We need to stop blaming God and other people and making excuses. We need to own it. We need to accept responsibility for our choices. We all have trials and temptations. All of us. So we are responsible for the choices that we make. What choices do we want to make? Godly choices. Choices that are based on God's Word. And what a case we make the wrong choice. Is that it? Do we give up? No. We say, God, I thought it was right at the time. Please forgive me. Ask God to forgive you. Get right back up. You're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. If we try to live our life without any mistakes and protect ourselves, and live, we would stand around and do nothing. And in life, we live like that. We want things just right. We want them perfect. We want to never make a mistake. If we want to never make a mistake and we never take a chance, we never take a risk, we never make a decision, we're not going to grow very far. We have to get in the game. We have to walk by faith. We have to get out there and make some mistakes. If you're afraid to talk to people about Christ because you think you're going to mess it up, how in the world are you going to learn? And sometimes we become stagnant in our Christian faith and we simply don't try. 
We simply wait. We have to step out and make choices. But when we make the wrong choice and we get off track, we can't blame other people. We can't be so defensive. We have to accept responsibility and ask God to help us and to change. The next thing is, when we do make a mistake, repent. That means turn around. Stop doing it the wrong way. And ask God to forgive you and give you strength to overcome the sin. When you give in to a sin, when you and I give in to a weakness or a sin, we need to stop sinning. We need to say, God, forgive me. I was wrong. I admit that. I accept responsibility. I accept the consequences of my actions. And give me the strength to change. And if we consistently do that, a lot of these weaknesses will actually start to become our strengths. And that's why when God brings people into your life who speak the truth to you and speak the truth to you in love, don't fight them. They're a blessing from God. Somebody that points out to you an area that you could grow spiritually is not an enemy. They're simply trying to help you finish the course. You know what? Because if they didn't care about you, they would leave you alone. They're talking to you because they care about you. And they want to see you change. Young person, when an adult says, look, I'm concerned about this choice. I'm concerned about this relationship. I'm concerned about this mentality. They're not trying to control you. They're not trying to knock you down. They're simply trying to cause you to consider the course of where you're going and the consequences of your choices. So listen and be teachable and learn so that you can grow. Probably the most important thing that I've learned in fighting temptation is to focus on Christ, not the temptation. You see, you're not going to love sin less. You're a sinner. You and I are sinners, so we love sin. Unfortunately, that's our human nature. But you can learn to love Christ more than that sin. There are things you can let go of. I'll never stop enjoying music but there's some music out there that will turn us from christ there is music out there that will not motivate us to love christ if i wait until i don't enjoy that music it's not going to happen i enjoy the music but i can be so in love with christ that i focus on the music that inspires my love for christ and i transition from this over here to something much better. And I let go of the old to receive something new and better. And that's the worship of God and to focus on Him. And you know what? If I develop this taste over here for that which pleases the Lord, for that which, which glorifies God, slowly this desire over here will decrease. And this desire over here, which is much better much better for me in the long run, will become greater. Focus on your love for Christ in the, the prize of fulfilling His purpose in your life. You know, I've never met a person who was older, who was finishing their course. I've never met a mature believer in Christ who completed their assignment and got to an old age and just regretted it. But I've met several people who regretted the choices that they made throughout life. 
that were ungodly. I've met several people. Many of the people I went to high school with, and you could probably say this as well, many of the people that I went to high school with, I can remember when they first started taking drugs. Many of them are dead. Some of them are in jail. I, I don't know any of those people who at the age as a young person decided to pursue a life of dependency on drugs or alcohol. I don't know any of them that, that are glad they did that at this age. I don't. I don't know any, you know, late 50s, people in their 60s. I don't know any of those people who say, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I decided to have three or four marriages. You know, I'm glad I, I'm glad I decided to become an alcoholic. You know, hallelujah. I'm glad that I made poor choices and my body's in bad health. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, everybody should do it. I think I should go promote it and encourage people. No. What do they say? Don't be like me. Don't do these things. But if we live for Christ and we serve Him and we fulfill His purpose, then it's a joy. We don't regret the things we do for Christ. But we regret the choices that we made, you know, but it's not too late. That's the beauty of grace and mercy, that your past, your past mistakes can actually motivate you to do future things for Christ. You can say, Lord, forgive me. I turn from that. And in two or three years, you can accomplish more in your life than you accomplished in the first 30 or 40 by being faithful to Christ. I've known several people who came to Christ when they were older who made a tremendous turnaround and followed Christ. Remember when we respond in a godly way to trials or temptations, we're blessed by God. People talk a lot about God's blessings. People want the blessings of God how do you receive the blessings of God? When you do what's right, when you follow Him, when you stay on course, there is a built-in blessing from God for that lifestyle. As we fight temptations, guess what, folks? You and I are going to experience temptations. We're going to experience trials. They're not going anywhere, but let's not shy away from them. Let's confidently pursue Christ in the midst of trials. And as we walk out of here today, it's not a solemn, Lord, help me, but a confident declaration that blessed be the name, that God is good and we rejoice in him. And when we go through things, we're going to be confident and we're going to believe that God's going to use all of those things, the good, the bad, and, and the struggles that you have with temptations. God's going to use all of those things to mature us to the faith. And our prayer is that we will complete our course and stand before God and obtain the crown of life for our faithfulness to Christ in the midst of life. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord, that you are good. Lord, you are holy. You are awesome. You're loving. And Lord, as we stand in your presence, God, we want to simply follow and obey you and be obedient and fulfill your purpose in our life, Lord. And Lord, we ask that even with the trials and challenges that we will face as we live the Christian life, Lord, that we will overcome temptation, that we will remain faithful, 
that we will grow strong in our recognition of your love and mercy. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Visit us at crossroadsahoski.com for more information, additional resources, and service times.